Ladies and gentlemen, Kanti Mimi. Son, I wanna give up, bro. But what have I done to feel so fucking unloved with you? I'm trying real hard, bro, to give him my all, but the enemy within me, man, this bitch ain't letting up, yo. Niggas don't even know your road, they even put it on for fucking toes. They always seem to fucking know where the fuck that I should go. Stay in your lane, cuz my journey ain't the same, bro. Let me tap to this pain, yeah. So we all gotta play, yeah. In the mirror and I hate what I see The bitch looking back, there's a little of me To wrapped in the pains of younger me Scared of the greatness of following my dreams So scared of it. not enough I'll slip into the fucking drugs of the cops will fuck me up or I just finally fucking give up Here's a message from your higher self Baby, no one matters but your fucking self Baby, this life is more than what they fucking sell Baby, and you know good, you know good damn it well Baby, you feeling crazy cause the illusions fell yeah, before peace comes a fucking hell. Yeah, it's up to you to keep the world alive. Walk this road alone and live your life. Yeah, maybe dream of life after 25 instead of stuck in cycles of survival. Yo, the greatness lies in your fucking blood. <laughs> they can't take it, they can't drain you of it. And it's okay to feel the pressure, and it's okay to feel lost But don't forget that your light shines as bright as the sun And to be honest, I don't have anything else to say on this shit I just want y'all to know that a nigga be going through it I do this music shit to ease my heart from the pain that this world gives I hope whoever listens feels the light and the warmth and I'm sending you the love, the pain, and the storms. Hold these words close next time you're in the right. And my best advice is don't forget to look up. One, two, one, two. Welcome back. This is another episode of Maroon Cast. I'm your host, Simile the RBG. And this is your girl, KLC. And yes, yes, we just finished listening to Cunty Mimi. Come on, Cunty. That's family right there. That is one of, yes. I would say former, but no, we've recruited them back again into <laughs> Maroon Movement. You have no choice. Hey, girl, hey. Hey, girl, hey. Uh, Food Clothing Resistance Collective, uh, from the beginning, you yes. know, uh, one of our vets. Um, they are a talented artist, model, as they call themselves, a self, self-described revolutionary in training. Um, <laughs> and... Um, that was a dope track that, you know, blessed our entrance. Yes. Um, and you can find out more about Cunty Mimi at CuntyMimi.com. They're also on Twitter and IG. And uh, you should check them out. Um, if you're about sex positivity, uh, sex worker rights, yeah. kink, Come all on. that stuff. Slap it. You know, this is a sex positive show. So if you're squeamish, if you're patriarchal, if you if you think that, you know, women in films and, and, and others should not be able to take control of their sexuality in any way they deem fit. Go fuck yourself. Then go, because this isn't the show for you, and we're not here to tap dance for anybody. This is our show. You can go somewhere else and and, and get whatever you're looking for. Isn't that the beauty of podcasts? Exactly. <laughs> go find your tribe, boo. Go well, find right. your tribe. Tribe. Find your tribe, because this show today is about mutual aid and intentional community. Um, 
that's what we're all about. That is what Maroon Movement is about. That is what Food Clothing Resistance Collective is about. And that is what the Maroon House was about. Um, established, Food Clothing Resistance Collective was established in 2015. Um, several organizers got together to provide for our neighbors, our neighborhood, and to work with other artists and organizers in conjunction of uh, making sure that we had mutual aid and could take care of the needs. You know, mutual aid is self-explanatory. We're mutually aiding and taking care of the needs of each other. Um, so Food Clothing Resistance Collective has been doing that continuously since 2015. Maroon House came about in 2017 in Baltimore. That yes. was the first Maroon House. That was. Yes, yes. And then we started our space in the space that was formerly another spot that we were a part of, we started our Maroon House. Um, so that was 2018 for Maroon House DC. And um, from the beginning, we, we made it an intentional community. What do we mean by intentional community? Meaning that we're all thrust into communities, right? Mm -hmm. We live in a community in Baltimore. Baltimore itself is a community. Black people are a community. Queer people are a community. You know, we fall into different categories of what a community is, right? But we kind of just fall into those. Yeah. An intentional community is when you intentionally pick the people that you are going to have community with. And you set the rules and standards of what that looks like. Because right now, in our neighborhoods, at our jobs, at our schools... We're kind of just thrust into things, and we organize, and we try to change it, but these are often things that we didn't create, these institutions, these communities. These were things that were here before us. Yeah. So intentional communities are, 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 are we are being intentional about our choices, intentional about what we will and will not allow, yeah. behavior-wise towards each other, having each other's backs, looking out for each other's needs, and not harming each other should be high in the category. That's what an intentional community is about. So that's what that's that's the work that Maroon Movement does, and that Maroon House uh, was special, and we focused on mutual aid because we knew. Yeah, <clears throat> in this capitalist system, people don't have their needs met. Yeah, I definitely have benefited from mutual aid all of my life. Yeah. Um, there hasn't been a time where it wasn't needed in some shape or form. I definitely have. I grew up poor. I'm not here yeah. to lie and, 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 you know, this isn't a bad and bougie show. This is a keep it real show. Yeah. This, is, this is a let's get free show. Yeah. There's no shame in, um, the average person is walking around here barely able to subside, you know, sustain themselves off of what they're getting paid with. So... Yes, I grew up poor, but I also grew up amongst people doing mutual aid. Yeah. And my grandmother was one of them. My grandmother was a member of uh, a secret society, <laughs> not not like <laughs> she wasn't a part of the Illuminati, y'all. <laughs> she was a part of a long tradition of black people looking out for each other since slavery. 
since the Underground Railroad, since afterwards in Reconstruction. The group that she was a part of was called the United Order of Tents, and it was, again, a group of black women who got together to do mutual aid. Um, many of them did nursing and apothecary. Uh, they did burials to make sure that community members had proper burials. Um, you know, provided food, clothing, helped people get to schools and, you know, doing other things of this nature. It wasn't charity then. It's not charity now. It was solidarity. And I just knew that my grandmother did a lot of mutual aid work. I had no idea until after she passed that the United Order of Tents was an actual group that had hundreds of years of history. And one of the main chapters was started where we were from, Norfolk, Virginia. I didn't know that. Wow. You know, these, these Southern black, you know, Christian women were doing what they did. And, and so many other Southern black Christian women, yeah. aunties, uncles, pop pops, you know, I know you saw plenty of people doing yeah. that in South Carolina, yeah. just making Especially sure. Especially the black churches, you Most know. definitely. You know, giving out, making sure, you know, oh, this this family, they, you know, they, there's been a fire. Mm-hmm. All right, well, how old are the children? You mm-hmm. know, they got an eight-year-old. What's their size? You know, <laughs> and so people will call around, well, so-and-so got a little baby that's, you know, about around that age, or so-and-so's grandchild, you know. So people will, you know, gather those clothing and items and bring it to the family. Bring nice plates of food. Yeah. Oh, oh you're going to eat, especially in the South. Most oh, you're going to eat some. Oh, you're going to eat good. Yeah. You know, so that's that's part of our heritage is, is the ability to be able to share and oh, yeah. care, you know, for our community. The Underground Railroad yeah. was mutual aid and the Maroons was intentional community, you know, Yes, I am an anarcho-communist. I, I, I definitely studied various tactics globally of mutual aid, and I know people like to talk about Peter Kropotkin and others and, you know, the Amish. And it's, you know, Europeans and European-Americans always have different things that they talk about in, re- in regards to mutual aid that often, quite often, doesn't reflect the regular everyday black person or black anarchist or black socialist, whatever, black radical traditions. Again, we, we grew up seeing that in our communities, whether that was fraternities, whether that was sororities, whether it was street organizations or gangs, um, you know, the churches. As queer and trans people, we know that from the houses. Yeah. The ballroom scene, the ballroom houses are intentional communities, and they always did mutual aid because... Most definitely, we are marginalized. Yeah. Marginalized people, marginalized genders, our, our, our economic situations because of the discrimination that we face as, like myself, gender nonconforming, queer folks. Um, one of my biggest teachers also, yes, was the queer community. I, 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 watching people even take care of each other's medical needs. Yeah. You know, and... and doulas and healers and and you know the beauty of maroon house is that we got to bring all these types of backgrounds into one space they could have been into cannabis they could have been queer and trans advocates they could be you know musicians and artists and but we brought them into that space for intentional community are you for liberation are, are you for being different than what this government is? Because right now, everyone is worried about the vote counts, whether there's going to be, you know, a smooth transition from the Trump regime to the, to the Biden-Harris regime. We don't care. 
Not in that way. Because, and when we say we don't care, meaning we know that we have had to organize with underneath Democrats and Republicans for the betterment of our people, regardless, because they are all capitalists and imperialists, and they're tied into oil companies, big pharmaceutical companies, you know, and other groups that do not have anything in mind but profit and using us for profit. They have absolutely left people hanging dry, the, Dem- the Democrats and the Republicans, during this damn pandemic. Yeah. People are suffering. And they have done nothing. They've showed that their interest is with the wealthy. So. If there was any doubt. (laughs) If there was any doubt. We've seen (laughs) 70 plus million people show us with their votes that they don't care about the average person. Even if it means hurting themselves. Even if, yeah. Even even killing and and seeing their family members die. Their own children. It's just not even that. It's inconceivable. And, and and then another 70 plus million. We don't really know. Again, they're not our intentional community. We're in community with liberals. We're in community with conservatives. But as radicals, as marginalized people, as oppressed people, as people who are 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 looking to to have real liberation and define that, we're going to have to have real community, intentional community to do so. Because I don't feel safe with people who just look like me. Mm-mm. Kamala. Yeah. <laughs> hey, Hager, hey, Soror. That don't mean that you're for my liberation. No. If you're locking my people up, if you're doing like Jack Young and you're tossing people out in the streets in the middle of a pandemic here in D.C., the current mayor who didn't get elected, mm. he didn't get reelected. I'm sorry, I just wanted to rub it in because you didn't get reelected, you know, and you were horrible to the unhoused community, and you're currently about to evict uh, like 400 plus people out of the, the, the hotels that the city provided during the pandemic, during this emergency, this unprecedented time. They're going to evict people into the cold. It's wild. And they're going to clear out the tent city if that wasn't bad enough to evict people. And their whole goal is to evict people from the tent cities and the hotels where people are able to have a a small bit of, you know, order and and trying to keep themselves safe, trying to have autonomy and upkeep their own community. They're going to force them into these dirty-ass shelters that don't have any hand soap, that are filthy and have been filthy. Beforehand. And they're getting all this money, and it's not going to the services of people. When they could, they could just take funds and house everybody, and they know they could. With all of these abandoned buildings, we have we have people who are building, building, rebuilding these dilapidated structures and, and creating them. Black Women Build is one of them here in Baltimore City. Baltimore is amazing when it comes to mutual aid. Yeah. Baltimore is amazing. There's so many different homeless services and and and, and or unhoused services from everyday people, not not from the state, not from the city, but every day they're either tiny grassroots groups. Or, you know, small, very small nonprofits. Not not like the big ones making all this money, giving people moldy food. <laughs> you know? And so these contradictions are all around us. And we that's why the election, we're not saying we won. What does that mean? Yeah. Well, yeah. yeah. I know people don't have their needs met. Even with all these groups out here going hard and have been going hard for months, for years. We don't have all our needs met in this vast community. Y'all are sending kids to school and, or telling them to, to do stuff online. They don't even have internet. Right. 
And maybe it's a good thing that some of the kids couldn't go back to school beyond getting the infection, but a lot of them didn't have the clothing to be able to do so. And there's, you better have a coat in Baltimore City schools because it's cold inside the school. Oh, and they, oh, oh, they don't have heat. Mm-mm. <laughs> you know what I mean? What's heat? They got pictures of kids in, in coats and hoodies and inside the school. sitting on the floor with their, yeah. should be ashamed of yourself. You got all this fun and all this money. Where is it going? It's going into the pockets of the politicians that you all are partying and backflipping and y'all y'all looking like the whiz. Can you feel a brand new day? Can you feel a brand new day? Like, what? <laughs> We created Food Clothing Resistance Collective during the Obama regime. Right. And, and Maroon House is, is, has had to do what we had to do. And we had programs because we deal with reality and intentionality. And we had programs that would sustain to help organize, not charity, but to help organize. This is a political choice. This is political consciousness. This is political education taught us, you know, about capitalism, about scarcity, and how there really isn't scarcity. No, it isn't. How we have more than enough. We really yeah. do. We really have way, you know, Come on. too many clothes. They're throwing away food. Look at all the food they've been throwing away. Yeah. So we at Maroon House, we would have things like we would ask people to bring in produce. We would, we would glean from farmer's markets. We had our own community garden. Yeah. And... We had things like People's Pantry. Tell oh, them about man. that. Tell oh, them a bit yeah. about so, People's Pantry. So the People's Pantry, um, so basically it was like a store. Mm-hmm. Um, we had clothes, A free store. A free store. So no no money had to be exchanged. We had um, bags. Um, so basically you came in, you had clothes on hangers that were clean. These mm-hmm. clothes were clothes that you would feel, you know, I would wear. Mm-hmm. And I, I did wear. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I went shopping in the free store. Um, but it was nice clothes, nice, you know, you know, we had canned goods. We had, you know, different food. We box had goods. box goods, toiletries. Um, I mean, things that you need or basic needs. And sometimes you have to make a decision whether I'm going to pay my light bill or, you know, pay for pads. And, you know, so these are things that. The People's Pantry provided, we would have, like, events where we had the, you know, clothing even outside. We had in the backyard, in mm-hmm. the front yard. Inside, outside. Inside, on the porch. Might be having a concert in the living room, and we're telling people, when you come, drop off some food yeah. and or some clothing. Yeah. We, we really, at that point, because we were self-sustaining with the events, we didn't ask for a lot of money at that time. No. Every now and then, we would have to fundraise in the beginning. But, but in the beginning, especially all of 2018, we were, we were good. We had events. 2017, too, we had events. Yeah. And, and, and those events paid for everything, people renting the space to have events. And we made sure that those things went back to the community. Mm. Instead of having to ask for grants, we never had to ask for grants. Um, we didn't have to get any weird people trying to control what we're doing, what we're saying. And I loved that. Oh, it was, I mean, it was, it was so freeing. And that's why we didn't want to be a nonprofit. We stayed grassroots because people try to control you like a puppet, you know. And we're trying to have autonomy and sovereignty and model block by block, neighborhood by neighborhood, state by state, nation to nation, how we can have these networks 
taking care of each other, utilizing the skills that we have. Our skills was that we were good with people and able to talk to people and make people feel comfortable because of our backgrounds, whether that was, you know, uh, retail or education or artists, to make people feel comfortable and not shame them. No. Like when people would ask, can I take some stuff back? You know, to someone else, of course. It was plenty. It, I mean, we ne- we never ran out of clothes. No. It was, we always had. And that just shows you that there is enough, you know. The people was, wasn't giving out clothes, and then they was walking away naked. It was plenty. Oh, no. <laughs> you know. Um, Scarcity is something that capitalism has to it's push. It's made up. In it's... addition to competition, because it keeps us all from ever connecting and getting over and, and really just beating the shit out of them and taking it over. Like... You know what I'm saying? But 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 you can do that when you have not just a community. A community. I'm just in a community. You know, mm-hmm. this person is black. I'm around black folks, but they 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 want to call the cops every 5 minutes. Mm-hmm. They don't like children. Uh they hate this person, this person, this black person in the community. Just a community, just a person might hate queer people, might hate trans people. Might be patriarchal, sexist, chauvinist, hate women. We're thrust into communities, but check it. Maroon House, Maroon Movement, and knowing that we have been oppressed, we work with even those people as far as when we open up our doors, we even let those people in because we're showing you an example of what not to be. Right. And if you come in, you're not allowed to be that bigot that you might have been outside of the door. You check all that shit at the door when you're here in our space. We control it. Yeah. And you're not going to harm anyone. Yeah. And so we didn't have incidents of homophobia and sexism or any of that bullshit. No. Absolutely not. We were black, queer, and gender nonconforming women in films taking control and showing, like the Maroons did, how to build a community within community. Intentional. So people who are ordinarily would never even cross paths. Yeah, that's what came and crossed paths in our space. Yeah, we did stuff like water relief. You know, we would take tables, pull them out, pull out the pull out the boom box that was given to us. Yeah, that was given to us by really dope DJ. You know, and we had our own sound system so we could play music and, and 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 keep the spirits up. Give out fruit, give out snacks, give out water. Yeah. You know, these are things that people have been talking about and seeing a lot lately because of the, the needs of the, ra- the of the people have been crushed underneath the regime. So you see people doing more of this, you know, um, right now. But it used to be weird when we talked about people. But we feel, figured we're heavy on praxis and showing people and then teaching them the theory behind it. And sometimes people want to just shove theory down people's throats and a bunch of big words and people don't know what the hell they're even talking about. We yeah. keep it real. Yeah. No. You know, I could I could I could teach a class like a teacher like for what I went to school for to teach, but I teach it the way I learned in the community. And that was leading by example. Because we're all leaders. You know? And um 
during water relief, we learned about everything that was going on in the community. When we would do people's pantry, we learned about everything that was going on in the community. When we would have the com community gardens getting broken, we, we learned about everything that's going on in the community. We had a people's chest, a red, black, and green chest that we had yeah. in the front of our house, and we put items in there so that even when we're not out there, we're serving the people. Yeah. Yeah. And just refill it. Refill it. The goal is to serve the people. Third Eye Theory, T-H-I-R-D-A-Y-E-T-H-E-O-R-Y, made us an incredible piece, um, art piece, yeah. that showed us so dope. serving the people. I think KLC got her mask on, looking fly. <laughs> got that side Doing eye. Doing that side eye <laughs> with the box. That joint looks so much like you. I love that freaking picture. Um, I'm... I'm, I'm there's a picture from, from last year when we got here in Baltimore, um, Feed the People, and we started up our Feed the People program for the winter. And when I was packing some of the lunches, it was awesome. Got the, the comrade, Conrado, yeah. um, who drove all the way from Virginia and brought us, you know, fruit and yeah. water. I mean, like, I was like, comrade, you driving from VA? Like, what? You coming to Baltimore from Virginia? Like, it was, you know, shout out to Conrado. Colorado Mulock, they have a, 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 they're doing a fundraiser right now for their peoples, I believe in Honduras. Um, you know, all the floods and bad, bad weather that we've been experiencing because of this climate situation has got a lot of people flooded, flooded in the Philippines and Honduras yeah. and other places. So they're, they're fundraising. Check them out on Facebook. Check out Third Eye Theory also. Um, mutual aid looks all kinds of way. It could be a comrade just dropping stuff. It could be like Third Eye Theory. Um, who you can find on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. It could be them creating art. It could be you teaching art. Yeah. Teaching doulas, herbs. Like, what, like we used to have all kinds of classes. Like, what yeah. was some of the fav famous, or favorite, I should say, classes that you had at the Maroon House? Um, People I'll, offering, uh, you know, their services and their skills. I want to say the... What was that? The the dance class, the yoga class. Oh that we had? snap! The yoga that was fun. Yes, we had a, we had some dance instructors. Blah! I can't even get it out because I'm sitting here smiling all hard. I really miss our space. Yeah, it was. Oh, I'm sitting here reminiscing. Yeah. I'm just smiling like the Kool Aid man. You know, like, hey, it happened. Oh yeah. So it can happen again. It can happen again, it and I, I don't know who might hear this and be like, "Damn, that sounds amazing." Yeah. Yeah, yeah, an intentional community built around mutual aid is amazing. It's, it happens all over. We've inspired people. We've been inspired by people. But we can have classes like that. Yeah. Um, where we're learning class. yoga and, 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 and stretching, proper stretching techniques. And um, remember when we had the, um, when we learned how to make cannabis-infused yes. bath bombs? The bombs, yeah. Like, that was so freaking fun. And we were all smiling. And it was just so much fun. And, it, and just even the, the, the people that were there, we had aunties was there. Oh, you know, and, yes. And, aunties. You know, grandmothers. Grandmothers. And entire families would come to, you know, we might have DC Normal come in and have a class about, you know, when Initiative 71 um, was passed and legalized cannabis in, in Washington, D.C., we were having some of the first parties and, and, and giveaways, you know, 21 and up, giving people, um, you know, a joint, giving people plants, giving people seeds, teaching people how to utilize CBDs um, for healing purposes yeah. as well as THC. That was another way to, to do mutual aid. Yeah. You know? 
helps tools to help you navigate through this bullshit. Like yeah, uh, because why not? You know, growing up in Virginia where it was criminalized, it was scary. And so to be able to be in a moment in time where it got legalized and to be able to offer free classes. Hey, we even had um, cups. We had cannabis cups. We had two cannabis cups, (laughs) y'all. And just giving people stuff. Here, take it. Just take this. Yeah. 21 and up. Bow. Boom. Bing. We were so high. Having high off the people though, like yes. Fred Hampton said, just like I high mean, off just, that cannabis too, because we had some good shit. Oh yeah, but, we had some but good high stuff, off but the people yeah. in the community, and and to see grandmothers coming in, it was so dope. And to see grandfathers, and to see trans and queer folks be there and comfortable as shit. Yeah, and passing joints, <laughs> maybe to assist gendered male. You know, like man, look. I'm not trying to say that we created a utopia, y'all. I'm not trying to say that mutual aid solves everything and that you won't have problems in an intentional community because do we still have Maroon House? (laughs) We had issues clearly in our intentional community, but you think that's going to stop us? Nope. It's not going to stop us. It's life. The needs of the people are not met because we're in a system of imperialism. And imperialism... It's only supposed to benefit a very small elect group, the elite, the rich, the bourgeoisie. It's not meant for us proletariats, lumpens, working class, not working. It's not, it's not meant for us everyday folks. The nurses, the teachers, the all of that. It's 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 this system is meant to work the shit out of us, just like they're work working all these nurses and and everyone yeah. else and these teachers. Yeah, and to <laughs> and and you barely have enough to take care of what you need, and you're stressed out of your damn mind, and you may be in a state where you can't even have a joint. Mm. Nah, I'm sorry, y'all. Nah, it's out there. nah, <laughs> nah. That's not gonna work. So the beauty of a maroon movement, a maroon house, and the beauty of mutual aid and the beauty of intentional community is that we take the power, we take the autonomy, we take the sovereignty, we take the self-determination to make our own decisions. How are we going to handle things? And it's having a community within a community. Because just because you're queer, just because you're trans, just because you're Indian or Jamaican, or got an Italian-American wife, whatever that means, (laughs) Um, or you're Irish-American, or whatever. You're from the African diaspora, you're from, you know, you're from the continent, you're indigenous, doesn't mean that you're not an oppressor. And we have a right to say, I want a community where I'm not going to be oppressed, and we don't come from a, a, a starting point of need and scarcity and competition, but that we work collectively. Yeah. And here we are in this pandemic. People need masks. Yeah. People need medicine. People need food. People need transportation. People need shelter. And we are starting up our Baltimore, not starting up, we have started up our Baltimore Mutual Aid and Emergency Relief. We've been fundraising. It's looking kind of good so far. Um, It's getting off to a nice start. A lot of comrades are spreading the word, and we really appreciate appreciate that. Thank you so much. Oh, yeah. Um, it's really good comrades here in Baltimore. You got groups like Be More Community Food. You got Baltimore uh, Free Farm that does the um, food rescue. You have groups like Food Project who have been teaching the youth 
how to cook healthy foods, cooking and providing healthy foods for the community. And you have people like the Mayor Young and the city actually evicting them. And I hope that Food Project will get another building. And I'm shout out to Be More Community Food for getting their building. Yeah. And I'm glad that Be More Community Farm is there. And I hope that, you know, Food Not Bombs in Baltimore keeps going. And all the groups that are out there, Langston Hughes Community Center, still feeding people, fed people today. It might no, I can't tell if it's still going on, but they definitely gave out food today. I think Be More Community Food is giving out food today. Shout out to the people with the Be More Community Fridge. Shout out to everybody who just takes yes. a plate and checks on Miss Johnson next door. Come on. Helping these kids with their homework. You scoot it out, spread out on the, on, the, on the sidewalk, trying not to get too close, you know. Helping kids with their homework. Shout out to that. This work still goes on in this pandemic to get free, to make sure that we have. And we're not just in communities. We don't have to be, I should say. We don't have to just take what's giving to us. We can have intentional communities, intentional groups. Land, farm. I mean, this is indigenous stolen land. We know this. Right. We should be working in conjunction with the indigenous people in our areas, wherever we are. And I make sure that I check in with the Piscataway and Lumbee and other folks that are here. Let's, let's take care of each other. They yeah. should be the stewards of this land in general. And if they were, and others who are also skilled in that you know way to take care of the land, they sh- we wouldn't be in the problems that we have now. Exactly. If we looked out for each other, if, 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 if nature and, and, and people were a focus and not greed and wealth and profit margins and banging for your red set or your blue set. Fuck your sets. And I'm not talking about Bloods and Crips that started off as community organizations. I'm talking about Republicans and Democrats. Fuck y'all. We didn't win. There's a group out there saying that we won. We didn't win. Mm -mm. The oppression is still there. Before this pandemic, during this pandemic. It doesn't matter if Trump or the Biden regime, whether it goes smoothly or not, we're still going to have to fight white supremacists because this is a white supremacist society. I keep saying that, and I'm going to keep saying that. We can create intentional communities within the community, though. I'm talking about black, brown, indigenous people who are not settlers. And if you are a settler or a descendant of settlers, you need to make, make, make amends with the people who have been oppressed for your benefit and see how you can aid in the system and not, not, not um, step over them and, and talk over us and take over. and take over and create communities within community that are still abusive to us and create, create organizations that are still abusive, that still, that still from us, that abuse us, that, that gaslight us because we're too black. <laughs> well, well, KLC, the way you said that, well, bitch, it's the way I said it. But I, it, I felt threatened. Well, I shouldn't even be speaking this damn language. How I, about I, that? But <laughs> I, I just, I just, I just feel, you know, like we don't want to keep going into spots with you, with you comrades who are not black, brown, indigenous people, who who say that you you want to build intentional communities with us, but you still on that white supremacist, white privilege bullshit. We're not for that. Yeah. We're about building with 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 poor white folks. That's that's about really about. Fucking up classism, fucking up patriarchy, fucking up homophobia, transphobia, ageism, ableism, all of that shit. Because it's fucking you up, too. It most certainly <laughs> it's is. It's fucking you up, too. And if these Democrats and Republicans understood that, their, po- their, their politics would be a lot more intentional like ours. Everybody would have housing. 
guaranteed incomes, medical, like they do in other colonized places or colonizer places, you know, they would have what they need. And, and if everyone is not going to do that because we're just thrust into community with them, then we're going to have intentional communities and we're going to have what we need. I hope we can get another space. I hope someone's listening to this and they're like, you know what? Them sisters sound like they know what they're talking about. Why don't we give them a, a building? They had a house. How about we give them a building? We're going to put that work in. We're going to put that work in. <laughs> we're going to have those gardens in. up. We're going to do this community work. I mean, we're doing yeah. it now. We're yeah. doing this mutual aid work to get masks, gloves, medicine. Hand sanitizer. Hand sanitizer. Toiletries and cleaning items, all the things that we need. If people need extra for food, because maybe the you don't have a spot to cook the food from the produce boxes that are being given out. Maybe you just need some money to get some hot food. We're not here to judge you. No. Okay? You know, we we do it without a building, but we'll most certainly do it with a building. We'll most certainly do a lot of work if you gave us a van. Because there is no scarcity. And one thing that we learn every time we, d we have to do a fundraiser is we're amazed how in the middle of what we think is scarcity and a pandemic and economic strife, people have things to give. Yeah. We're always amazed at that. You know? What was something else as we're reminiscing? We're getting close to the end, but what was something else that was a favorite part of the Maroon House for you? Because we want to encourage people, we have encouraged others to start their own spaces, their own intentional communities and spaces for mutual aid and, and liberation. But what, what was... Honestly, I would say just, I would love just when I would see the people walk into the door. Mm -hmm. Like, that, you know, no matter what the event was, because of all the events that we had was, awesome. was, was hitting on everything. Films, concerts, we had it all. Classes. So, but just like seeing the people's face when they would walk in, that was and nice. and them looking around and feeling the environment that we created, um, yeah. and we we did we we created that. It wasn't the building; it was our energy that you created that because you were <laughs> interior decorator. KLC <laughs> helped make the insides and outsides beautiful. Yeah, I mean, so it yeah, so putting that intention and seeing you know it cross over that I wanted you to feel like you was at home. Yeah, like I wanted you to feel that you were safe. That but if, they would say that they would yeah. walk up to the door and it was people who weren't even going to come to our house, and they would come. They would get. Remember, they would stop their cars and just be like, "I don't know what it is about yeah, this place, but I'm drawn good. to it." Yeah, and yeah. we would always greet people with the smile of like, yeah. "Come on up, come yeah. on up, fam." We don't know what your pronoun is yet, so just come on up, fam. Yeah, exactly. So it was the people. It was the people that came through, um, listening to their stories and, and just watching people. I just enjoy looking at people interact with each other and, you know, yeah. and then the smiles and the conversations that were happening. Watching people click together and realize, yeah. uh-oh, this isn't going to stop at this house. They're yeah. going to take this seed and they're going to go to another neighborhood. Yeah. And we'll get, to, we'll get to see what's popping in that neighborhood and connect to that neighborhood. You know, it was a beautiful thing. Yeah. And we saw groups pop up and people told us that we inspired them, you know, and and that's what the movement was about. We, uh, we weren't trying to recruit people into our org per se. What we were trying to do is recruit people into mutual aid, into intentional communities, into understanding anti-capitalism and that we don't need competition and scarcity. 
intercommunalism, as 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 uh, as the Panthers and Huey Huey said. It's a beautiful thing to serve the people. Yeah, it, it really is. Not yeah. for your ego, not no. for a profit, but just because it's right. Yeah. And these are our people. I think I worked the hardest I've ever worked, you know. And loved it. And and I love every bit of it. Every like, second. This body was able to do things and paint things. and <laughs> You was getting it. You were painting, you was painting that paint. You know what I'm saying? You was painting that paint. But, yeah. And I appreciate you. I appreciate you. No. I appreciate Cunty, Mimi, and, yeah. you know, our comrade Alyssa, and, yeah. and and all the cats that would come through there and, and, and that would... would, would you know, it was work, but it was beautiful. Temporarily, and, even if it was for a day, yeah, help out. It it was it was an awesome thing to know that this is a possibility. You know, just knowing that this is a possibility and to be able to experience that. Mm-hmm. Oh, you can, no one could ever take that from me. And look at us still doing it. Yeah. Look at us here in Baltimore City. Oh, in there? After after all kinds of stress and raids yeah. and guns in our faces yeah. and and and. People threatening our lives. Look at us still doing this work yeah. because we're not we're not intimidated by police. We're not intimidated by backstabbers, and 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 we're not intimidated by this government. We're cautious. We're not we're not invincible, mm. but we can't not do the work. Our ancestors did it. Those aunties and yeah. grandmamas and uncles and pop pops did it. Yeah, and them circumstances was woof. Them old ball houses and stuff came together. Yeah, back in the day in the twenties and 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 before then and took care of each other. Who are we not to do it right now? Yeah. So look at us in Baltimore City in the middle of a pandemic, in the middle of not knowing who the president is going to be and if it's going to transition all right and if we're going to be in the middle of a race war or or whatever. Look at us still doing it because that's what a maroon does. Yeah. Survive. And not just survive, but thrive. We've been surviving without, the, without happiness and peace and joy. Intentionality makes it be peace and joy. Yeah. And, yeah. and, and it, it, that in and of itself, not voting that the real harm reduction is working together. Yeah. So that's what mutual aid is about. And that's what forming intentional communities are are all about. That's what maroon movement is about. That's what this podcast is about. We might be linking up with some folks soon and so that we're on a, you know, possibly a network where we're sharing you know podcasts from other folks and they may share our information. That that might be popping off real soon, but for right now we're we're just doing our thing independent media. You know, we go out with black lens photos, we take photography, we do our mutual aid work with with, uh, Food Clothing Resistance Collective, we we, we make our music, you know, and give out mutual aid and all of that. Um, That's what Maroon Movement is about, you know, and I'm happy to be on this journey with you and all my comrades. Yeah. Yeah, we're doing a damn thing. So I'm happy. Y'all can check us out on Instagram, um, at Maroon Movement. Uh, you can check out check us out also on Facebook at Maroon Movement. We're also on Twitter at FCR uh, Collective, um, Food Clothing Resistance Collective on Facebook. Um, also at Maroon on Twitter at Maroon Cast on um, Instagram, and you can see our fundraiser where we have our Cash App, Venmo, and PayPal up, where you can donate funds to our Baltimore Mutual Aid and Emergency Relief. We're trying to get as much masks and foods and medicine and sanit- you know, sanitary items and you know, just whatever we can for the people um, because this is what we should be worrying about, not you know, electoral politics. Regardless of who's in office, we're still going to have to take care of the needs of the people, and you've got to understand that. 
Yeah. And ultimately, their goal is not to stop imperialism, but our goal is to stop imperialism and colonialism. And so we can't depend on the settlers. We just can't, y'all. And so that that's what we're doing. And so if you want to support that, if you want to link up with us, you can also hit us with the email at maroonkaz, excuse me, maroonkaz757 at gmail.com or maroonmovement at gmail.com. And um, let us know how you feel. If you're down, you want to help, you want to build, especially if you're in the DMV area, um, we appreciate you. And shout out to all the comrades that have been doing this work for a long time. Yeah. Those who get the credit, those who don't, we appreciate you. Yeah. We see you. We see you. We, f- we see you. We feel you. We appreciate you. And I hope that we'll all be able to get liberated and get to the freedom that, you know, based upon our definition of what liberation and freedom is. And for us, it's autonomy, land, reparations, and intentional community. Yeah. So, yeah. I don't know what the next episode is. I say that every time. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if... I don't know what's going to happen between now and then because, again, we're in this volatile situation with the Emperor Trump walking around with his face looking all twisted and messed up Mm-mm. with the Adams family and the melted ice cream face man, <laughs> McDon- McConnell, look like a melted ice cream. Ooh. White supremacists. White supremacy makes you ugly, y'all. Yeah. I'm sick of seeing them. I, I don't want to see Biden either and his mm, whippersnapperisms. <laughs> Let me tell you about corn pop. I can't unsee Jim Carrey. I'm sorry. Oh, yeah. He's always going to look like Jim Carrey. (laughs) Let me tell you something. Let me tell you about democracy. Let me tell you something. Fire Marshal Bill looking ass. Anyway, I don't know. It don't matter. We're we're, we're, we're still in a settler society regardless. So we're going to do our thing. And we're going to talk about something. I'll pick a topic. KLC will pick a topic. Check out our, our live episode, though, of Maroon on our IG with Cunty Mimi. If you haven't checked it out, that was real dope. We're going to yeah. do more of those for you, too. Um, I don't know. We might give you an audio. You know what I'm saying? We might give you a new track. You know what I'm saying? We might go along. You know? I don't know. Be flexible like that because this is ours. This is autonomy. This is what it is. This is power to the people. So, until next time, I'm Simile the RBG. I'm KLC. All power to the people. Pleasure to the people. Peace.